Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signal from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Dickie, the tech priest extraordinaire and former heretical chaos marine. Yeah, I couldn't uh, officially the puppet didn't work. So, you know, back to back <laughs> to the original. <laughs> and I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Dickie, bud, how you been doing? Two weeks in a row with you as the co-host. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm wondering if we get, I'm going to get paid more after these two weeks. What do you think, Seth? Uh, if it was up to me, I would say yes. Thanks, man. Uh, nice. But unfortunately, I don't have that power. I'm doing really good. So. Um, everything's fine. Everything's wonderful. Um, what have you been up to? Um, I've been working on some some hobbying. I did uh, I did some battle wagons. Um, finished painting those these bad battle boys wagons. Up over the long, yep, over the long holiday weekend. Check those bad boys out. Um, that kind of getting those painted up for ATC, hoping to take those with me to ATC. Um, and then I've been catching up on a lot of TV shows. Um, mm. I've been catching up on better call Saul. Um, we just started season three of the boys. Uh, we finished part two of uh, season four of stranger things. So it's been, it's been a good time. What have you been up to, bud? I've been up to this. Is that, is that Harkin world eater? World. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah, it is. It is Harkin World Eater. Uh, it's my it's my Harkin uh, kind of redo because I want him to be all world eatery. So that's yeah. what I did. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, man. Yep, I like it. I like it. Good <laughs> and grimy. Yeah, I mean, it's a world eater. It needs blood. I wanted to wait. I don't know if this is weird. It, like when you play like a freshly painted world eater army, do you wait for your first game? until after the game you do all the blood effect is that like the normal thing to do my my friend with his nids um a unit doesn't get blood on it until it kills another unit in the yeah. game i think that that would yeah. be hilarious right that like so he has like, all of it like his nids like with their claws like if they kill something it's blood but yeah. if it hasn't yet no blood effect oh no bueno yeah i, I gotta that earn that blood fun yeah i think that'd be super fun so i think that's something i'm gonna <laughs> you're try. gonna have this like random squad of dudes that's like we don't have any <laughs> they're all clean they're all like white and pristine <laughs> they're like we keep getting screwed <laughs> you're like you intentionally try to give them kills and they somehow flub it and they're like god damn <laughs> oh well. why why <laughs> all right well, let's get into the industry news so uh gw has been pumping out some models but before uh, we get to the new stuff, they did announce uh, today, um, if you are a Warhammer Plus subscriber uh, and you have the Fancy Dancy uh, exclusive models, you do have to go on their website and order it. It's If you've, if you've got the subscription, it's free. I did mine today. I got the, um, the Auric Warboss instead of the uh, uh, Vindicar Assassin. But you have to go onto the website and order, and this is their last chance to order those models. So, Oh, I got to do you that. Want those, yeah, if you want that model, you better get on there and order because you're not going to get one otherwise. I got to do that tonight. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, so make sure you do that if you guys got that subscription. Otherwise, you'll uh, you'll be a sad panda when everyone's got their cool Vindicar Assassin or Auric War Boss. What did you pick? You don't. What did you? Pick? I got the War Auric War Boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I don't have I have one I have a Space Marine army, but it it's more of a hobby project than an it's actual. It's a really army. pretty Vindicar Assassin. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I, I feel like I'll get more use out of an orc model. So um, they, <laughs> they they did preview the next uh, set of models in the Legion of Voltan. And um, oh, yes. I, Einrin, I can't pronounce that. I'm thinking that's how it's pronounced. Einrin, Hearthguard, um, basically Terminator looking bros. Look at them. Look at that sweet dude. 
he got himself a little. It looks like Space Marine Legends, but then he's got like he's got like shoulders like like no tomorrow. For days. Like, and I believe that's days. a her too. So. Is that a her? Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, I I can't tell uh, on the screen here, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I love the little like inbuilt sword gauntlet. I think that looks really cool. But they have like a sword, a Volkite, and a little shoulder grenade launcher. So yeah, they're looking pretty badass. Like yeah, I, and they're I, super I short, can... right? They're like yeah, super short. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just yeah. I'm just you know yeah. saying like they could. Yeah. I guess they didn't have to make them super short. I like them. <sighs> I, I like them. I think this is like. My favorite uh, Voltan model they've they've shown so far. So mm-hmm. this got me kind of pumped for them. So, I think yeah. they're super cool. Yeah. Um, Necromunda got a, got a bit of a preview as well for some new upcoming models. We have the the new uh, propagandist and agitator, and um, I love that model. I think <laughs> that model is amazing. I think we're going to see it in a lot of like conversions for like chaos marine armies like you know you got a cultist unit or a banner or something like that that guy looks just on point for that kind of role don't you mm-hmm. think i think he's actually really pretty actually yeah yeah and then we have the agitator there who's who's preaching the downfall of something i don't know it's necromunda it could be anything it could be the lord the, you know of the hive it could be is, chaos it could be not the dude who runs han- the bagel shop around the corner who yeah, knows he is not a handsome man look Agitator is a role about uh, being a convincing uh, orator. It right. is not about looks. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, trust Whatever. me, if charisma was entirely based on looks, I would have never landed this role. <laughs> so. guess, well said, sir. Well said. Hey. Um, <laughs> we got a bit of a preview of... Um, there's, a, there's a preview coming this Sunday, but uh, for Kill Team, they previewed... Uh, a little bit of a model that we might be seeing uh, come come this Sunday, which is the cats. Have you seen the cats? No. Roll down. Roll Keep down. Going. Oh, I'm doing, Keep going. Keep going. Load more. Oh boy. You know people. Oh, this is live. Them. I know. Like, yeah, we're doing it ourselves. <laughs> See what fun. happens when Kicker's like... not here. We take time and look at websites. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's loading. Uh, it's keep it going. Loading. Keep it going. Keep it going. A little bit more. There it is. The Kill Team Chevrons. Oh. That's one. So what is this supposed to be? Click it. Clicking it. Do you remember Space Hulk? Kinda, yeah. Do you remember in Space Hulk, you were trying to find these cat units that got lost in the Space Hulk? Okay. Yeah. So so these are these are cats. Those are the, like the little automated things they send into Space Hulk to teleport them in to find crap. Oh. And then they send little signals back when they found crap. And then the Blood Angels have to go in and die to Gene Stealers. I mean, fight the Gene Stealers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they, they're saying, hey, look, you know, this is something you might be seeing Sunday. So I think that means we're going to be seeing huh. uh, some Space Hulk on Sunday. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah space Hulk. Uh, Everyone yeah, loves a little Space Hulk. Little space Good little Hulk. board game. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very brutal video game. I haven't played that. I really, I really should. We should do video games on this channel once all the new fancy like Space Marine 2 comes out. We should do like a playthrough. That'd be a lot of fun. That would require us to have. Well, no, I mean, we'll 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 rely more on our personalities than our skill. I think in that scenario, does that sound good? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not looking for you to be like the a next level kind of video gamer. Is that what the, is that what the uh, kids are calling it these days? Yeah, yeah, streamers will be will be streamers. That's how we'll <laughs> sure. that's how we'll make our millions. Oh, millions, yeah, great. 
<laughs> hey, you, you, you want to feel like you were, you're in the wrong career? This is a tangent, folks. You get tangents tonight. You want to feel like you're in the wrong career? Uh, how much do you think the, the YouTube channel, How Ridiculous, which is based off of them dropping things from a large tower, how much do you think they're worth? I don't know. Uh, like $1 million. $33.5 million. You're, you're crazy. Just saying, man, we could have built a huge tower in the middle of the woods and drop crap off it and and be 33 made, millionaires. Be, be millionaires, yeah. Hmm. So, you know, hey. Um, all right. So, uh, not a whole lot going on um, in the FLG company news, not a lot of new products, but uh, don't forget to grab those LSO tickets. LSO has hit super major status. Um, the tickets are still available, uh, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, other events are still uh, got tickets there. So if you want Legion or AOS, I think there's tickets still available for those as well. Uh, so don't forget. And then the Las Vegas team tournament tickets are still available, including that package deal. That is September 24th and 25th. I got to still try if I can make it. And uh, don't forget, if you want to pick up any of these tickets or, or any other product uh, and you want to support uh, the Tech Priest and I for the, the work we do for y'all, um, don't forget to check in the show notes. Uh, we should have uh, on YouTube's and all the fun spots our affiliate links. So you can just click that, and that takes you to FLG's website. And if you buy anything, that gives us a little bit of support and lets them know that the lovely folks over at Signals sent you. So thanks you know, in advance. We'd appreciate. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the network news, and then let's get into the fun oh, stuff. Oh, this is going to be so, a juicy uh, topic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's full of girth. I mean, um, anyway. So uh, this week, uh, Grim After Dark, they had um, they had a, what I would call an interesting episode. Uh, Tech Breeze, do you want to describe what happened in that episode? Uh, yeah. So we uh, we spent an hour and twenty five minutes uh, doing a tier list. I hear the tier lists are all the rage. I see They're- them all the time now. I think the tier list is going to make us famous on uh, the. Yeah. On my gaming network, I gotta be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, I know. No yeah. one's doing it like we're doing it, right? No, and and I think we're the innovators well, of it as well. Well researched, yeah. uh, from what I saw last night, mm. or not, not last night, uh, two nights ago, um, with in depth discussion on each model's placing as a centerpiece. That was you, you ranked centerpiece yeah. models. Yes. Uh, the problem was, is there wasn't all the models. So uh, it was ranked based on what was available. Uh, right. I don't know. It was a lot so, of fun. So wait, yeah. you're telling me that John and Danny did not rank every GW model? No. We would I still think be that is that. that is their next challenge. I want them to rank every GW model in a single tier list. I don't want it to be split up by armies. I want the whole model range in one tier list. Well, good news. Uh, they have a guest next week, so we won't have to uh, do that, and we can actually enjoy the normal uh, hilarity that uh, they yeah. usually do. Yeah. All right. So uh, this week, uh, the Thursday show is going to be covering the Show Me Showdown. Yes. Uh, so that's how you get all your pre-event coverage, and you can watch the event live on War Games Live. Uh, War Games Live, uh, I believe, is going to be at LSO in two weeks. Yes, that's exciting, so, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Good show to watch. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, check all that fun stuff out there. Um, don't forget to support their other shows. And specifically, when supporting the other shows, remind them that Signals is the superior show yeah, on the network. If we were going to do a tier list of shows, um, I think we know where we would rank. I think maybe one week we do a tier list of FLG shows. I think that would be hilarious. 
yeah. I mean, I have put the thought out there. And unfortunately, that means uh, Thursday show and Grim have a shot of, of stealing that idea before we come back around next week. So, I mean, if they do, that's just because they're cowardly. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's get into uh, the tabletop talk. The, the title of the show, Does an Extra Inch Really Matter, Dickie? Yeah. I don't know, Seth. I was under a rock all week. What the heck happened? So, uh, GW released another set of FAQs. A lot of it was just cleaning up uh, a few things in the codexes. Okay. Um, but in the main rulebook FAQ, they added a uh, new set of rules for obscuring. And I, I quoted it here just to make sure I said it just like it was typed. And it oh, says... Yeah. I was going to pull it up too. Uh, for the for the obscuring keyword, while a model is within one inch of any area terrain feature with this trait and the shortest line between it and an enemy model crosses over or through this terrain feature, then while those models are within two inches horizontally and five inches vertically of each other, they are within engagement range of each other. So they have extended engagement range for models in area obscuring terrain to two inches. Which uh, I think inches. I've got some, yeah, it's it's two inches. It doesn't sound like a lot. I've got some pictures kind of showing. Um, I, I I had a very busy night, folks, but I I wanted to show you. So this is this is old uh, obscuring. So these Gretchen uh, on these twenty five mil bases, they are more than an inch back from that wall. So if those mega knobs on forty mil bases wanted to charge them, they would have to charge around the wall. They couldn't stop on their side of the wall. They have to completely clear the wall. Okay. Um, so that was, that's how things used to be. Okay. Now, uh, so people didn't like that, these unchargeable units hiding behind walls. So now by extending that engagement range of two inches, if we go to the next image, uh, the knobs are able to charge and for the two inch engagement there, they are able to fight through that wall. Um, even if they can't fit their bases on the other side of the wall. Now, that being said, um, those, the, only the front two knobs would be able to fight in this scenario. The back knob is not within a half an inch of a model that's within half an inch of the enemy. So it does decrease the number of attacks that you're going to get, but it allows those models to make that shorter charge. Okay, so say that um, again. Say that again. So the back unit, or the back uh, guys can't? Yeah, there's, there's three mega knobs there. The front rank that's touching the wall, they are within two inches, yes. so they're in engagement range. And the way the fight phase reads, models in engagement range can fight, yes. or models that are within half inch of another model that's within half inch of the enemy can fight. Oh, they haven't changed that. So the okay. back mega knob in this picture, that. the back mega knob in this picture would not be able to fight those Gretchen. Um, ah. Nor would the back rank of Gretchen be able to fight the mega knobs. Not that they're going to be alive. But I was going to say those in, Gretchen are not in a good place. right? Now. Hey, man, I grabbed some 25 mil bases and I grabbed some 40 mil bases. <laughs> that was what I was doing. Joking. Thank you, Seth. Yeah. For this. Like, but this, is, in, this is clearing it up. But uh, this has introduced... Uh, some weird rules interaction that I don't think was intended. Huh. Um, so uh, the other thing, the next image, uh, if you try to sit two inches back from the wall, that gap is now large enough that a 40 mil base model would be able to sit between you and the wall. So if you're like, I'm going to sit two inches back from the wall so that you can't charge me from the other side of the wall, um, the gap right. is large enough to fit 40 mils. Uh, 50 mil bases, I believe, don't fit. So 40 mils are probably about the biggest you're going to get uh, in that that little gap there between the wall and the Gretchen. But again, a lot of assault units are on 40s or smaller. Uh, your Terminators, you know, Space Marines, those are on 32s. Um, so a lot, you know, a lot of Eldar and 
uh, Drukari and Harlequins, they're 25 mil bases. So um, it opens up so that a lot of these models are able to charge and interact with units on the other side. But because of the wording, it's while you're in these area terrains with obscuring, you have a two-inch engagement. So right. what that means is here's a really weird set of interactions. So the next image is the Gretchen are a bit farther back. They are out of the area terrain. Yes. The knobs make a charge, and the mega knobs are within area terrain. So that mega knob unit is within two inches, and it can fight. So it can punch the Gretchen. But when it piles in after it fights, it can move out of the area terrain and ah. still end up closer to the Gretchen. And so the next image is they are out of the area terrain. They are closer to the Gretchen, but now they're outside of one inch of the Gretchen. So the Gretchen are not in engagement range and the Gretchen don't get Can't to fight activate. back. Okay. So that's, I don't think that's an intended interaction, but that's something that folks need to be mindful of. Um, you might have some, I mean, the strictest interpretation of the rules is that is right. That works. But um, that's probably not the intention from GW. So I would not be surprised to see some sort of FAQ to the FAQ clearing that up in the next few days. Um, but right now, that is something to be mindful of. The other thing is, while you have a unit sitting in a ruin, it is a two-inch engagement range. And the movement set phase says you cannot move with an engagement. So that projects a two-inch bubble of you can't move here. So that can make uh, a bit of a bigger bubble for things like movement blocking um, and uh, potentially screening out some folks. Um, okay. But speaking of of of, of screening out uh, the the world eater in you, Tech Priest Dicky, oh. it was excited about another effect uh, yeah. that you were talking about that might make your life a little easier. Charges. Oh yeah, I totally forget how long. My brain's a mush pit. It's been twenty minutes since we. So charges in, into a unit that is in uh, cover is easier yep. now, right? Yep. Yep. Because you only have to get within two inches be with an engagement. So it effectively shortens your charge by an inch. So wow. you'll deep strike nine inches away. And normally you would have to roll that nine to succeed on that yeah, charge. Yeah, yeah. Now you just have to roll an eight. And yeah. isn't eight like the holy number of it's some chaos? The, it's the number. Yeah. It's the number. Yeah, eight re-rolled. So, yeah. Keep that in mind, folks. Um, Cause that is definitely, you're going to get caught out if you're not prepared for that. Yeah. If you're not thinking about, Hey, you know, cause an eight inch is not, Statistically, as bad as a nine, obviously. And there's yeah. plenty of units out there that can get bonuses to their charges. Yeah, plus one to charge. Yeah, that's or even the chaplain. Isn't the chaplain plus two? I believe the, the chaplain, chaplain is plus two to charge. Yeah. So now you're talking about a six inch charge on a deep charge. Yeah, I did that's... see uh, someone post on the KS Space Marine uh, Facebook page that there's a way to have a, a four inch charge uh, coming out of deep strike. And I don't like honestly that. That's not intended. I believe yeah. one of their designer notes said that they want, when you deep strike, they want it to be a pure nine inch. So yeah. I have a feeling this but, will be changed. Like, like, but right now, yeah. So just keep that in mind because we all get in the habit of, you know, we're putting, you know, like in this picture, I usually put my Gretchen, you know, behind a piece of obscuring terrain, you know, and if it's complete line of cycling on the bottom floor, I'll stick them in there just so they're really, really hidden. So, um, you know, that's got to be something that you think about in the future because it's going to make them easier for folks to get to you. Um, uh, Bog Legion said the G asked if the GW FAQ said that no matter what, the math is a nine for uh, a deep strike out of charge. Um, it is in terms of like without modifiers. Yeah. Um, 
But because you are nine inches away and you only have to get within two inches for a unit now and obscuring, if you rolled an eight, you would be able to move within two inches of them. So yeah, it doesn't change the distance between striking units. Yeah. It changes the your literal literal engagement. What range. yeah, the, yeah. the distance you have to the reach to get uh in engagement range. So huh. Hey, Priestesky. Oh what yeah. He's talking this uh crushing the fool is talking about um basically the the triangle uh yes. heresy where yeah. where people were saying oh i'm i'm nine inches away but i'm elevated yeah um, because you know, you, so. you're supposed to measure from hall like it was the whole plane yeah, thing it so was a whole from hall to, mess yeah. yeah it was a whole mess but, so that was why that faq because it was like yeah it doesn't matter if your model is two inches up and then you know only an eight inch charge they they said it has to be nine so they might they might stick with that ruling that's something to keep an eye out and watch for um I have a feeling that this particular rule is going to evolve a bit over the next few yeah. weeks. As a as a world eater player, I'm more than content with this rule. <laughs> as a I'm pretty happy. As as someone who likes mega knobs on 40 mil bases, I love this rule because yeah. it makes it a lot easier for me to complete charges um, and a lot harder for people to prevent me from making those charges by yeah. like being I'm an inch and I'm an inch point one point one inch away from the wall. You can't charge me through the wall and you can't fit your base, so you got to come around. And I'm like, yeah. I only move five inches. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to no. walk around the wall. Wow, crazy! So, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a so, pretty, that's a pretty intense change. Yeah, yeah, it was a simple change on the surface, but the effects of it are a lot bigger than we think. I think so. Just keep keep an eye on that, folks. Um, all right, well, let's get on to our our kind of competitive news segment. Um, I you you've been around the network for a while, Tech Pre Sticky. Yeah. Do you remember a time before the illustrious 40K Stat Center? Uh, yeah, of course. In the yeah. before times, where we, we made decisions about what the metal was and what was doing well based on our gut. Yes. Do you want to go back to those times? No. I made no, the worst I, list ever. Yeah. <laughs> no. So um, I really want to talk about making some data-driven decisions um, when it comes to selecting your armies. Mm -hmm. um, that whole process of, of actually having data to look at, that started with 40K Stats Center and uh, 40KStats.com run by Peter the Falcon. I love you, brother. Um, when they started that... Oh, there he is. Hello. Hi, hi Falcon. How you doing? Thanks. Thanks for joining the show. Um, thank you. Thank you. Nice to see you, bud. A homage. Um, a homage, homage, if you will. When, when they started uh, this process, you know, they were talking about doing two, maybe three... Big events a week on Stat Center. Um, you know, Peter was tracking. You know, maybe a half dozen events a week. Forty K has exploded since those times. Yeah, um, there are dozens and dozens of events. You you work the Thursday show every week. They are always having to weed through what what events to cover, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, there's a lot of events. Like during the beginning of the show, which most see obviously uh, is, I have to go through the list of uh, events identify what ones a we're covering and b that i'm <laughs> going to put on the ticker so i like putting it on the ticker so people can see all the events and it's so huge there's so many events so yeah, yeah. it quickly grew uh beyond something that just one man uh no matter how dedicated he was was able to so um 40k stat center has joined goonhammer that has helped with the workflow a lot and you can check out a lot of the information there but in peter's absence there was a newcomer to the scene huh uh, that was the the former podcast, 40K Fight Club, 
Um, now uh, branching off and doing their own solo gig uh, called uh, 40K or called Stat Check, not 40K Stat Check. I keep wanting to call them that. It's called Stat Check. Um, these guys have some really good infographics. If you're kind of a visual learner, this is a great place to go mm-hmm. and see. Uh, it, it literally, they have a, a very nice, they have uh, a couple people working on just collecting the data. Um, and they have a very nice way of displaying that in a Tableau. Um, so use this information to your benefit. If you're trying to go to an event uh, and you're trying to figure out what the meta is going to be, sources like those, 40K Stats and Stat Check, are a great way to see what armies are actually popular at these larger events. You know, a lot of us know what's popular in our local store and our local meta, but if you're traveling to something bigger, say like LSO, um, and you want to get a good idea of what to expect there, go check those sources. That's going to show you just prevalence, you know, what armies are more popular, what are you going to see more of, as well as what armies are winning. Um, And you can look at army win percentage, and this is a great way to help figure out, like, can my army that I want to take, why am I green? Uh, so there is a reason for that. Apparently, there was a, a large amount of was in the chat. Oh, oh. Green, right? if there's Sorry. enough was in the chat, yeah. I get turned green. And apparently, it. it's an automated system. Uh, ah, well, yeah. Yeah. now we know. Yeah. Um, but uh, if if you're trying to figure out, you know, how do you what's the meta going to look like, and what do you need to take in your list to deal with, you know, looking at what armies are winning frequently, and looking at kind of the 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 frequency of what armies are showing up in the in the events. Um, and so sources like these are great. Um, I don't think we utilize them enough. Um, the, the stats check crew I know are going to be doing a weekly show. Um, so you can, you can, if you're an auditory learner, you can learn that way. Goonhammer, those guys are more of the written word. Um, so you can, you can read there and then they've got a bunch of, uh, visual images for you over on stat check. So use all your sources, folks, uh, make some informed decisions, uh, and, and try to wreck the meta at LSO because we don't know what the meta is anymore. Everything's yeah. changed. What do you think is going to be? What's your gut say? Orcs. Orcs, 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 orcs. Just, <laughs> that's my just, gut. That's what my touch. gut says. Um, my heart says, uh, I think um, Necrons. I've, I've played uh, a few test uh-huh. games in the Necrons, and they have some really, really good secondaries. And to me, armies that have good inbuilt secondaries now are head and shoulders above the competition. And they have some really good secondaries that make them uh, really easy for them to score. Uh, they've got, a, you know, we all know that they got a bunch of points decreases. Um, they've got a bunch of new core uh, keyword on a bunch of units, which really opens up a lot of their buffs and combos. So I think Necrons are going to surprise some folks. And everyone had a bunch of Necrons laying around because it was in that starter set. Yeah, it turns out if you give everything core, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish they would give out core more to my orcs. Or Can I get more Marines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, give, I feel you. all right so let's get into the itc recap for the week uh the best uh ranking system out there mainly because of uh a certain ranking that i might explain later um but let's get into our 40k competitive track hi falcon he just blew away (laughs) he did i said goodbye to him you gotta say goodbye to your falcon all right, so our number one uh, this week is Vic VJ, followed closely by number two, uh, behind just 20 points or so uh, is Manny Chima, and then two points behind Manny is David Gaylard. So a really, really tight top three there. Yeah. Um, coming in at number, number four. four. Okay, I was going to say. Number yeah. four is yeah. Ennis Wilson, and I say this because I have to be transparent, folks. Um, Stats Check is running their own ranking system um, that is not based off the ITC system. It is based on their own internal data. And Ennis is part of StatCheck. 
And if you go over to their website and see who's ranked number one, it's in his Wilson on their website. <laughs> I think there's is. some collusion of there. What do you is. think, Tech Priest? I think. I mean, you don't see either of us on the top, right? Yeah. No. No. Uh, I have to stop streaming events in order to start playing. But yeah, you're no. Yeah. You're totally right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Collusion. Collusion. For uh, sure. All right. And then our number five, uh, carrying the American flag uh, loudly and proudly, is Thomas Ogden. So. Uh, thanks, Thomas, for keeping keeping USA in the ranking system. Oh, I think we have a right. stats uh, stats. Oh yeah, they, they, they might have infiltrated our chat uh, tonight. We'll keep an eye on those guys. Yeah, we might have to issue the ban hammer later. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, let's head over to the 40k hobby track segment um, now that it's working again. Yay. Was this the one that wasn't working last week? That's the one I drew on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, our number one is Lee Steiger, uh, followed closely by number two uh, Jacob Thayer. Uh, and then number three, JT Steiger, number four, Jason Bird, and number five, Kevin McCormick. Now, interesting thing to note, uh, Lee, JT, and Jason Bird are all out of the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Uh, I don't know where Kevin's at. If someone in chat knows where Kevin's at, uh, let me know. I know Jacob is down in Florida. Um, but the Pacific Northwest seems to be hitting pretty hard on that hobby track front. So I think we got to keep an eye on that area. Could be collusion. Could be collusion. Do they work with 40k or for with stats check? Uh, maybe, know, maybe. maybe. All right. Should, like, <laughs> do they have a stats or do they have a? Brick I don't know. They don't. I don't think got a hobby track. Not, not yet, at least. They haven't. They haven't stolen that idea from us. Oh, All right. Oh, <laughs> zinger! I love those guys. They're my friends. That's why I decided to talk about Ooh. them tonight. Wow. But. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't help. Dude. As soon as they're like, "Look at our ranking system," I was like, "It hey, is number one. The guy that made the system is number one. What the crap is that?" Deep cut. Uh, all right, let's hop on down to the uh, AOS uh, competitive track. Our yep. numbers number one is Thomas Guan. I think Thomas added whatever middle name that is just to confuse me. I'm not saying that Thomas. Why I'm just going with Thomas Guan because no. I can't. I don't know how to say that. Um. Number two is Gavin Grigar. Number three is Anthony Trentinelli. Number four, plug your ears, Tech Priest, Alexander Gonzalez, because he still hasn't uncapitalized his name. Joke is getting so old. No, it's not. (laughs) Number five is Evan or uh, Emma Mangle. Sorry, Emma. I think I did that last week. Um, All right, moving on down to the AOS Hobby Track. Uh, We've got our number one. That's that's forty k there, bud. No. Oh did no! Finally, did I finally screw this up? You did. Oh, oh no! All right. Well, I'll read it to you, folks. Our number yeah. one is Robert Snyder. Number two, Evan Markham. Number three, Carl Rohr. Number four, Matt Abbott, and number five, Maxwell Henrita. So look at Falcon uh, came back to one of. Yep. So uh, we did have a question in chat from Crushing a Fool. Can you guys explain what the hobby track is, or what three hobby track is? I think they meant the. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit confusing. So basically, hobby track excuse me, um, is uh, you, if you look at it, uh, the best way to, for me to, to kind of explain it and think about it is compared to the competitive track. So the competitive track, there is an algorithm, but basically it's number of rounds and number of players are the big things that feed into that. And then multiply that by whatever your final ranking was in the competitive score. Um, so the bigger event, the more rounds, the more points you're going to get. Hobby track is the same process number of players, number of rounds, but it's by where your final paint ranking is. So events that some events don't run hobby tracks, some do, but events that do, they report a ranking of hobby scores. And then just like you would apply your modifiers 
to your competitive uh, placing, they're applying those to their paint placings. So um, if you want your tournaments to score it, just ask. They can report this through BCP, I believe. Um, they just have to do a few extra steps, but just ask your TOs if they report that. Um, there's some notes that Hobby Track uh, was still bugged with some double events from the past weekend. Um, and, uh, thanks for letting us know. We will make sure they work on that in the back end. Mm -hmm. Dernicus, Dernicus King. Dernicus. Nurgle Matt, you're right. right. More tournaments should. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, a lot of folks. I mean, a lot of folks spend a lot of time painting their armies yeah. and they are beautiful and getting them that recognition uh, is great. You know, we all, you know, you win best painter at the tournament. That's great. That, that's fantastic. But kind of giving them a little bit more wider recognition is also uh, a great thing to do. So keep 100%. it up guys. All right, chat. Uh, we've had a, a fairly uh, good show tonight, but you know, we always have time for a, bit, a few listener questions, particularly if you want to like tug at the tech priest's ear or see if you can make this falcon poop on my head somehow. I think we need a whole bunch of likes scribes for that. I, just, I don't know how to how to make animate that. Yeah, let me quickly find a uh, bird poop uh, <laughs> animation. Uh, all right. Well, uh, chat, we'll give you another minute unless you got any questions. Otherwise, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, I've had a long day. I know the uh, the tech priest has also had a uh, a long yeah. weeks a long being time. being the the sole tech priest behind the scenes for a bit here, okay. while our fearless Sir Val is on vacation. On. And we have to bug him about getting uh, stats. In. Speaking of, yeah. bug him about. Uh, question is, will War Games Live be at LVO this year? I don't know if they have finalized that. Um, you know, he's always welcome back, but I do know that the FLGN will be yeah, doing the main stream. I'll be there. Um, but last year, last year he did that side stream and that was very popular. So, um, you know, he's, he's a, Joe's a great guy and he's always welcome back in my opinion. So yep. we'll see how that can work out. And friendly. We got no, we don't need to be solo there. We don't. Yeah, there are plenty of games to yeah, cover at that event. Of, as as the guy that spent the better part of the second day running around reporting on all the other games that weren't on stream, I can assure you, there's plenty of games at LVA. Yeah. <laughs> Too many, one mm -hmm. might say. All right. Best well, best way to win with orcs, Seth. Go. Best way to win with yep. orcs, just run at them. Just run at them with with knobs and gasgall and goffs and just punch them into the sun. Ironically, that's how I try to win with world leaders, Seth. Well, we should have a game today. You didn't say pre-show <laughs> that we should have a PTS game. It's going to be one of those games where it's like, we're going to know what's happening by turn two, and then that's that. Like, yeah. well, we can, you know, we can roll some dice for the last of it, but we know who won. So, <laughs> I like those games. That's why I like the combat army. I'm like, look, win, lose, draw. We're going to be done in about an hour, okay? Yeah. We're going to know which way this is going, you know? So we're going to have plenty of time. between. So, all right. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any final thoughts for the night, Tech Priest? Well, enjoy your uh, enjoy your Chaos Marine hey, Codex. Hey. Yeah, I do have one final question for you tonight. Uh, you think an extra inch actually matters? I think it actually matters, Seth. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually a big deal. It, it, an extra inch, I think, is actually a big deal. We have answered that question, and that is important. We have tackled this question with maturity and so zero maturity. penis jokes. Yeah. Getting those. 
<laughs> get those views in with the title. That's all, right, Seth? That's the plan. No, I didn't. <laughs> hey, hey, you said it, not me. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday.